Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, Emma Raducanu, in reverse, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I did have a friend of mine ask me uh, if I was watching the Luke Gledall derby uh, the, the other week. Last <laughs> week it was, good. wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. I, no, I'm not a, you know, much like, much like. That late Emma Rad Rad Radinaku, what do you Radicanu? Radicanu, I guess because you're, you know, as your lot get a lot in the media, you're probably very au fait with how to pronounce that term. But I've only ever seen Which her is name. She's the nation's mentioned. sweetheart. The nation's sweetheart from wherever it is in Shin Kanaja. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Toronto, uh, I think she was born in Toronto. Toronto 3D. Uh, good stuff. But also uh, a bit of cause of celebration for yourself this week. You're uh, 21 again yesterday. A happy birthday to you. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's just kind of getting to some birthday shout outs here. So um, oh, okay. so it's, it's, it is birthday period. I found out from someone I follow on LinkedIn in the learning and development community that they basically provided that uh, my birthday is the fourth most common birthday. Because people, really? people seem to like to doink in uh, the cold December time. So that's why <laughs> September babies are very common. Ah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was my birthday. And um, I'd also like to give a shout out to my my friend Rosie, whose birthday is today, and my stepsister Rachel. Their birthdays are today while recording. And also tomorrow, it is a happy 30th for gold roving Roving golfer Liam Palmer. Roaming, roaming golfer. Yeah. Was it roaming or roving? Roaming, I think, is what I'm going for. I think frothing as well. I like to think he's frothing <laughs> at the mouth like that. He's just he's so he's got the he's got the gold rabies in him. <laughs> Voluminous vessel of goals, Liam Palmer. And also a shout out to Matt Bonehead, one of our uh, one of our listeners, who says who commented about a year ago on our brown food tastes good episode remember when uh we thought izzy brown was any good and he said oh, yeah. love this podcast this is my birthday same day as liam palmer so shout out to you this birth- of course this episode will be coming out on Very your birthday good. and the 30th birthday of liam joseph palmer i don't know if joseph is <laughs> shouldn't all shouldn't all fictional middle names start with a j in the middle <laughs> i yeah, yes absolutely or H, because uh, you've got the whole uh, Jesus H Christ thing. That's that we do. That we do. <laughs> As you can probably tell from the audio quality, this is a bit of a uh, different gravy praise or grumble episode with Rich from Wisewood. Um, actually, no, Rich is actually a bit of a close to white. He's actually outside of Middlewood training ground. Can you tell, That's can you tell right. us a bit why, Rich, like, you're doing such a thing? Do you want the, the fun reason or the real reason? The fun reason is I'm here to, I'm, you know, I'm here to see live what happens uh, on this on this hallowed ground, the training training ground. Making my second visit after Alan Alan Irvin's era to just, you know, pop my head in the door, check check that they're doing what they should be doing because the results on the pitch are lacking as it stands. So uh, as far as I can tell, nobody's here, which is pretty lackadaisical. And you're surprised that tale. directly after a match, they're not going back in and doing some more training, Rich. I'd have them doing laps. Yeah. In their in their underwear as well, probably. But that's just for me. It's for Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but um it's it's well we're trying something because we we've had this odd occasion where we I go to the match and then it's a bit of a travel because obviously I, I, I live the other side of the, the gorgeous Pennines. Uh, so there's a, there's always a bit of a quandary. Mm. Um, and I have, to, I have some visitors today. So uh, I was thinking maybe this is a better way to work things uh, if it's not unlistenable to, uh, to do things hot on the heels of the game as we would normally do for an away game or as we've done during the old pandemic, the, the lockdown specials that went on longer than normals. <laughs> so uh i thought let's give it a whirl let's do it yeah and i mean Within don't worry rich it's already a little bit unlistenable because we're going to be recapping a disappointing game of sheffield wednesday football so mm. people may just be skipping this episode i don't think it's going to be our highest downloaded episode rich i don't know people might want to hear what we've got to say about uh well you'll have to give us some jewels some, some, I, the, the beauty yeah. of this, everybody, is I can see. Uh, is this is this thanks to Britain's thriving five G network? I can see you in crystal clear vision for this picture. So, this is yeah, better than uh, your internet, Chester Ridge. It's much better than my internet at home in Chester. Well, maybe this is what we'll do now. Maybe this is what we'll do. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Luke, you're the you're my favourite Virgo, but after reeling off all those names, I don't know now. You got some stiff competition. <laughs> But definitely, I mean, I'd say between you and Liam Palmer for my for the the, the running in the running. So you think for my birthday, the seventeenth of September, like it's a toss up between me, Anastasia, and the late Keith Flint. Oh, interesting. Mm. It's very funny that you that this is that's a particularly common birthday, by the way, because it's a bit of a random. If it was New Year's, you sort of think like the first week, I suppose. It's not always like except precisely like a metronome nine months. <laughs> but um, the interesting thing they said was basically this was kind of like taken from a data from North American birth dates between 1994 and 2014. By the way, okay. listeners, I'd rather talk about this than anything Sheffield Wednesday related. So exactly. Let's keep Once talking about again, this for are... five, ten minutes. Um, so interestingly enough, I was showing it to my excellent girlfriend who made my day yesterday just absolutely fantastic. So thank you. Thank you, Valerie. So I was showing her the stats of this and it was saying that like basically they found uh, most days are pretty common, but I think the September ones are about 12,000 odd on average a day. Okay. But then they found that like Christmas day and new year's day are actually the, the least. And I basically offered to, to my girlfriend saying maybe people are just holding it in on those days. I, I was going to say holding it in, holding yeah. it in is exactly the phrase I was going to land on. Which we all hold in something over Christmas, right? When we've had a few bus- Brussels sprouts. So yeah. I can, not, can not, to, not today, not today, love. We've, I've had the turkey brining for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. On that note, should we crack on and talk about... Uh, I think we have a little bit of breaking hoo-hoo's. Breaking hoo-hoos. Uh, Luke, Luke, Jackson's gone out on loan, so and, and the latest in a now increasingly long line of... Is, is, he, is he Luke Jackson? Is he Joshua Jackson? But that's a, another, yeah, another youngster out the door to the the National League and uh, to get some experience, get some get some mileage on his under his belt. So another another positive sign. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Luke Jackson. It is It is for real. It is for real. This is the meat and potato end of football. <laughs> and that's literally all the news. Um, we did hear some sad news about 
speaking about former Sheffield Wednesday young goalkeepers and former mm. young Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper, the sad news yeah. that the club uh, talked about Aaron Jameson's former Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper, Aaron Jameson's son, yeah. Jude, um, being diagnosed with cancer at a very young age. So I don't know why I made that connection. That was that was probably probably in the midst of our usual kind of last couple of weeks of just lull of like, you know, Instagram footage of people having fun on the training ground. I guess that was that was something. Yeah. Also made me just have a moment of remembering. I remember we thought that Aaron Jameson was quite a decent young keeper. I think so too, yeah. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what happened to his footballing career. I think he's he's left he's left the world of football or just as a part-time football and pursued a right a real a real nine to five career, I think, by the sound of things. But, but then um, I suppose we were in that embarrassment of riches period of time, weren't we? We were we we had a pretty tremendous run of goalkeepers around his. Uh, we did, so we didn't have to find out whether that's uh, you know find out that the the Joey Wildsmiths and the uh, Cameron Dawsons were much much cop because yes because we had better options. But anyway, that's yeah. that's very sad news, and I think uh, ourselves. Yeah. And, Everybody in the Sheffield Wednesday family's thoughts are out to him, and I, I believe there's some fundraising stuff to, yeah. to raise some money, which uh, which is always fantastic. Yeah, very that's, worthy cause. That's really all there is for Wednesday news right now, isn't there? Yeah, and I think it's great to sort of hit out on that maudlin vibe uh, as we consider <laughs> this weekend's match. Um, but some changes, you know, with this was. A, the, uh, so I had a, one of these days where left probably slightly later than was uh, was ideal, and was then kind of like watching my ETA on on Google Maps just tick up slowly mm. as, uh, as 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 I drove along, uh, and then a kind of mad dash to the ground um, and arriving in a in a sweaty mess. Seeing is- everybody, I just want to say I, I have the benefit of the video element of this which you you do not so i just want to say seeing rich sat in his sat in his reasonably priced car what 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 car are you rocking rich can we, can we talk a about kia this? seed a kia seed yes you're spreading South your Korean. spreading Korean. your kia seed across the land rich oh. <laughs> i really want to see of- like a half earnest half half tedious as fuck a uh, video blog from Rich <laughs> about his away days. Oh, I'm just just gonna get a KFC now. <laughs> For KFC today, it was the uh, Zinger Tower, which was all right. You know, one not one best, but it was all right. Uh... <laughs> I, like you know bit, got... I like the bit where he talks about the roads he takes and like compares them to how he usually. It's <laughs> my favourite bit. Yeah, just straight. Route one, go down, you know, A, A roads, B roads, you know, whatever, get you there first. Um, I don't know why I would take on this character to do them. <laughs> I don't know, but it's 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 great to see you doing this from your car outside of Middlewood Road training ground. <laughs> I do feel quite partridge in, in many ways. Um, but there was that's the, I mean that's the tragedy of of running late is there's no time for KFC this is that's out the window a little a little treat um, 
on on the on the way to the ground is just I was disappointed in this vlog episode when he was running late and he cuts the segment of KFC time and then he cuts the cuts back from the you know the uh, the header of KFC time and he turns the cameras like it's no time for KFC today too late <laughs> just with like um very tragic music over the top as well <laughs> <laughs> so you're running late today rich well, just so I, I suppose what what tends to happen in that situation is you've got this kind of sense of impending, maybe not doom, but a, a foreboding, a kind of is it going to be one of those days? Is is what your inner di- inner dialogue becomes? Um, it probably shouldn't have an inner dialogue, should you? It should be an inner monologue, I think. If you've got dueling voices in there, that's probably not for the best. Anyway, that's you're that's, battling that's, the voices in your head, much like most of the, the one voice that. <laughs> was there was an article that talked about the voices in Moses de Bajo's head? The one that's constantly screaming to f- do a foul. <laughs> clanger! Clanger! Do a clanger now! <laughs> Hoof him! Hoof him! Put him, him in the box! Hoof him! High five him now! Congratulate him on that goal. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the worst thing you could do. Go on! <laughs> Pat him on the bum! Pat him on the bum when he goes past! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear they, well yeah so you've you've obviously you've got the voice in your head that's constantly telling you that you must kill again and then the voice that's telling talking about what you're doing in the day and the, you know this sense as i say a sense of foreboding and uh but despite that sense of foreboding that should have been there i was uh i was more buoyed up i was expecting an, a, a reaction i think after a performance like we had at Plymouth last week. I was hoping we would get the flip side of that, a kind of just like, show what we're all just about. Just like a shot in the arm from the COVID react, uh, vaccine. Mm. You're expecting a reaction. A, a third top-up for our lovely rich club whilst half the world uh, still lies in misery. That's what I was hoping for. Um... <laughs> Ooh, a booster dose. Yes, please. Um so yeah so I was, I was kind of hopeful and we sort of rung, rung the changes what did you sort of make of the the lineup as it as it was announced i thought it was a bit crazy because i i had such a long day that i had a big old sleep last mm. night and so i i really cut things very close towards getting things up and running so okay uh, i just watched on my i usually wire up my chromebook to a projector in my bedroom so i can watch watch the game on my on my bedroom wall um but i actually just watched it on my on my chromebook on my lab because i was i was so so tired to get things going this morning so when i first kind of got in i think i'd seen the lineup on the on on wednesday's instagram okay i thought that seems interesting <laughs> and then i fired the game up and then i i left it i let it pause on the screen where they i follow gave the what the thoughts would be on the on the lineup, okay. So, what a three-four-one-two. I think they were making out. Two. They were making out a three-four-one-two, which I think was um, incorrect. I think it was a um, a generous reading, but also I I think it was probably the best reading you could give with what you've been presented on paper because they were kind well, of offering that Hunt and Palmer were wing backs. Uh, they were offering three at the back. But that, that wasn't really how it worked, was it? I thought Hutch was just very much in midfield. Right. 
and then, and then so they were kind of offering that basically the the one in the whole role was for Shadipo. But yeah, that, think... that feels incorrect because that's the first thing I can think of. As you're saying, Hutch was further at the pitch, but also Shadipo mm. was pretty much predominantly hanging out on the left wing. On the left wing. I think it was the 4-3-3, but we obviously, I think to address the lack of bite we showed last week, we, we dropped Hutch into the middle, which mm. is interesting. Um, I think we'd roundly decided that we didn't love that as an idea last season but this is obviously it's a different league it's a different time and, and Hutch has looked pretty um untouchably good uh so far this season so there's a there's a you know maybe it's, it was worth it was a worthwhile experiment in some ways mm. it meant Dunkley joined I offer at, at center back um and yeah Palmer on the left Hunt on the right Shadipo on the left wing and Berahino out on the right wing uh, although mm. both of those players came in when we were attacking down one flank, they they, they came in pretty liberally to the middle to sort of bolster the attack. Uh, Gregory through the middle and, and Bannon and Adoniran with the other two in, in midfield as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nice to see Adoniran back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pleasing to see his name always, back on the team sheet. It was great to see him back on the team sheet. Um, um, but it meant... It, miss. Mm, it meant wing drop to the bench... Uh, so dropped to the bench. Johnson dropped to the bench, uh, and we completely lost buyers from the the the, the lineup altogether. And uh, Brown was is also completely absent from the from the lineup mm. today. And still no sign of Gibson either. So I mean that that um, bench was really interesting in terms of if we'd lost somebody at the back, I think we were pretty thin. It's yeah. pretty much all wingers. I was I was having the same thoughts of you, seeing, thinking and wondering what's happened to to Louis Gibbo. Mm, but I, I think seeing there, seeing the the the, um, the Shrewsbury team today, I can it be it would be interesting to know Moore's thinking behind it. I'm, I don't know that he'll ever be asked to explain, uh, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he decided to go with Dunkley on a physical basis. Like being bigger, tall, the bigger, taller man than than Hutch, because they had two absolute monsters. If you saw number twelve uh, for them on his own, he looked massive. Was and then that, he looked across uh, the, was that Sam Cosgrove? I think Cosgrove was number nine. Right. Um, twelve is the one that scored their goal. Bowman, I think he was called. Bowman. Bowman, yeah. So Bowman, I think Bowman looked a good size anyway. I think he must be six plus. Six foot plus, um, mm-hmm. but 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 uh, but Cosgrove was massive and pretty mobile as well. To be fair, he uh, they, they, they've not been great on the road, uh, which is interesting because they looked they looked fairly well set up to be a difficult away side. Maybe we just helped in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we made them look like a good away side, but just the fact that they do have two kind of aerial threats and and a theme for the game was that we never really got to grips with their two front men throughout. Uh, it was a rare struggle, struggling performance from, from my author. Um, and, and Dunkley was, was right there alongside him throughout, but we started off pretty brightly. Yeah. I thought we, we just came straight out of the blocks. I mean, I, I, I think that this game's going to be like a lot of disappointing Sheffield Wednesday performances. I, I think, the bulk of this is probably going to be us seeing out and kind of analysing that first half before 
we kind of hope for something different in the second, mm. or, you know, an increased amount of effort. And then all of that really kind of falls off. And then we just lounge back into our uh, general depression of being a Sheffield Wednesday supporter. I'm going to be oh, honest dear. with you. But no, I, I, this was, uh, I wondered whether th- this felt like a, a good reaction from the beginning. Mm. I'm wondering how much of this, I, I think we can get onto this, how much of this is just the pace and narrative of the game just slipping away from Wednesday. I, I think that's possibly yeah. the story of this game of football. Yeah, I, I, it's almost like there were three, three or four sort of noticeable chunks of the game. So the first one was dominance, us kind of rattling out the blocks, looking mm, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, Shodipo looked just a nightmare to defend against and put in some good, really good deliveries. We got the goal fairly early. When exactly when did we? I'm sort of blanking on what minute we scored the goal. It the was goal. the six minutes, I believe. Six minute. So that was a good corner across from Bannon. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of missed a huddle of the most obvious headers of the ball. So I think Dunkley and I also were in a group, a huddle in the like on the penalty spot, and it went right over them. But drops to Berahino, who took it brilliantly. It was a really good, strong header that he took away, and I thought. I really liked his work today. I thought he looked a very, very tidy player. Um, not just he was in the right spot a few times attacking wise, because before that goal, he'd even there was a penalty shout for him getting sort of taken out when uh, Hunt cut the ball back for him. Um, so he looked bright and he was popping up in good areas. He had a header that just went wide not long after the goal as well. That was in the ninth minute, yeah. Yeah, but even just his build-up play, there was the um, there was a, a we they had a corner. I think they took short, and, and Berahino had to come back and sort of follow a man, and he ended up being the player that brought the ball out of the defense for us, and he picked out a great crossfield pass to to sort of build the play uh, at that time as well. So, yeah, just not not overdoing things. It's interesting because you see, this is the first time I've really got a chance to have a look at him and, uh, you know, for all the reputation, you know, this bad boy and the ego and whatever else, he looks just a very sort of accountable, humble dude. And I mean, he got his, he took his goal very well. He was very close to getting another one or two. I mean, I Mm -hmm. like the idea of a kind of, yeah, like a humble, responsible goal scorer sounds sounds like something I would sign up for. Um, but he's, you know, and I know this is very minor cosmetic stuff, but he's got just plain black boots on. You know, he's not playing in like pink boots. Or, do you know, like there's not, he's not an ego as far as it looks like on the pitch. For mm. a guy that has such a kind of, his reputation precedes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know whether it's a PR job, but certainly what we're hearing and what we're seeing from him is not that at all and it's very pleasant what we're what we're seeing and if we can start to get results from that as well then that's yeah i'm, I'm on board for that i'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for it mm-hmm. um I, i'm trying to think if we had so that that header wide was the, the, the sort of the, ch- the be- next best chance after the goal pretty much yeah and then because we did have penalty. a very i was going to say we had a very frenzied start from the off you know there we was did. uh there was a pullback that was just missed from shadipo and from yeah. there, and then it was recycled, and you know, and I said, "My birthday boy, Liam Palmer, nearly celebrates <laughs> his last day of the twenties by night connecting and heading home." That was very close from the off. So that was, that it, was, was. it was a very frenzied beginning to the game, and uh, I, that was good to see from a Wednesday perspective because we just we've come into the last two games of these very slowly. 
Yes. So it seemed like and consciously it, something they wanted to address and wanted to work on. Exactly, yeah. And looking dangerous. I mean, we'd look toothless the week before. We looked dangerous today, for well, mm. well, in that early period anyway. You know, they looked like there were goal threats. And we should... <laughs> Have been have been two nil up within twenty minutes. I mean, maybe it should have been more than that within twenty minutes because we had had other chances. But mm. it, it was Show Depot was taken out for the penalty incident, wasn't he? It that's was, yeah. Right. That's the one where yeah. um, uh, Bannon made a brilliant through ball. Shadipo was there running in in a dangerous position, fell and from just, behind. It seemed a little bit soft, but I'd, I'd yeah. say it probably was a penalty. To be fair, yeah, they were pretty clumsy all round Shrewsbury it was pretty they wanted to play a pretty physical game I think by that's interesting because I think that's something we can come on to later because I, I think there are a couple of other incidents of that but mm. um Bannon Bannon steps up for the penalty I think we yeah <laughs> I, I don't know I mean the interesting thing is we don't typically see a lot of we don't see a lot of Wednesday players take penalties on a very continued no. basis and I, I mean it's interesting to say it's a penalty shootout you know, I mean, Rich is there, but he, he can't get a good view from where Rich is right now in time and space, <laughs> seeing if they're any good at taking penalties. But um, I think it is different in that, you know, unique one-off kind of situation. Like, that is different from taking a penalty shootout at the end of, like, a cup game. Yeah, definitely. You know, which the only one we've really seen is the, uh, you know, the Huddersfield game. But uh, yeah, the thing I'm trying to get at is, like, we, we don't know who else is any good at penalties, because all we ever seem to see is Bannon taking them. And Bannon is pretty decent from the spot normally he's very good this was really bad because i mean not hitting a target is it's about as bad as it gets really in terms of uh mm. penalty taking i mean on top rule, of, yeah. rule one has got to be just get it get it on target surely mm. um but yeah it is interesting because you know, there's nobody else in many ways bannon feels like an odd choice because He's so poor at shooting and goal scoring generally. So yeah. it it's weird that he's the guy that does it and steps up. It's nice that he seems to gladly sort of take the responsibility. But then when you have a miss like this, you sort of think, well, should he be doing it next time? Should it be somebody else? And I don't know who you'd pick. Well, I, I, I but I would naturally think, but isn't it a bit of a, it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction this, but I mean, we've got a lot of strikers. But would you trust? I don't know. I, don't I, think... I think it's the point to say this is a clean slate and then you would hope mm. those players think that they have... I don't know. I think I we're think... in a, an interesting position historically because, I don't know, the last biggest, uh, most expensive, putting putting all your chips on the table. You know, we, we put a lot of money, we've got a lot of chips stacked up and we put it on the, uh, the square that was Jordan Rhodes. And then Jordan yeah. Rhodes is like, well, I'm not feeling confident, so I don't really want to do that. So... Yeah. Nui who took more penalties than him during his time here. Interesting, yeah. Um, it was an odd choice, <laughs> but um, at least he was a striker. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering, then, I, I don't know, like, I'm curious about decision-making that happens about who needs to, who takes penalties. Like, is there, a, is there a pen competition on the training ground? Can you see that, Rich? Can you see the, <laughs> is there a blackboard? Up? Can you get your... Get your binoculars out, Rich, and see if there's a blackboard to say pen scored, and then see if you can get how many tally marks you can see against Bannon next to the other players. It's just it's just Bannon again and again. <laughs> I don't know, I because I I think Bannon has been has <clears throat> been a good enough penalty kick taker. I think he probably he's happy to do it, and that's a big thing. 
uh, you wouldn't want somebody to feel like it was forced upon them. Um, but I think Van wants to do it, which is a first and foremost a good thing. I think he's got, generally got a good record of it. But as you say, a knee-jerk sort of natural reaction is to look around and go, well, should it be him when he misses one? But I don't think I'd trust Gregory or Canberry to take a penalty over Well, I, I don't know if we are to trust them because, I, you know, there's no... But I've never seen either of them cleanly hit a football to this point. Well, that's a, that's <laughs> like a good be point. Them, it'd be asking them to do... Berahino, maybe. I don't know if he's ever been a penalty kick taker, really. But goals, goal scorers like to take penalties because it's another way to top up your tally. If you're going to be a 20-goal-a-season person, generally they are penalty kick takers as well because you get like... Yeah. You get six to eight gimmies in a season along with the ones that you score in, in open play. Um, I probably prefer it's a pecking order. I'd probably go Berahino, Patterson, the other two, but I don't know. Mm, but the long and short of it was we were riding high. We should have been 2 0 up. And then all of a sudden, went, you know, that's a big poten- potential momentum swing. And it, and it ended up maybe a just slightly delayed so, onset, but it, it did end up being a bit of a, well, a big potential swing. Interestingly, um, I mean, Lee Gregory hasn't taken one last season. Okay, but he has taken he has taken a couple in the nineteen twenty season for Stoke. Okay, so interesting transfer marks. I've got a record of this, which I think is pretty decent. I've never seen this before. Uh, he's good. basically got a. He's taken in his entire career. He's taken thirty one penalties. He's scored okay. twenty four. He's missed seven. Ooh, that's a lot of misses. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of misses. Oh, that's pretty good. So were uh, you able to pull up Bannon quickly on the on the same resource? I probably can, but yeah, I'd probably need to uh, keep uh, buying some time while I talk about this. Well, what? Um, well, I suppose that whilst you're doing that, the next we did have Bannon did have a fairly quick chance to make things up to to the team and uh, himself because mm. it, he had a volley sort of on the edge of the box that landed for him and everybody was just sort of watching him get his feet sorted but unfortunately he went wide the other way with that one he, he so he, his penalty went wide of the right hand post uh his volley went wide of the left hand post so and uh, interesting yeah. enough on the penalty scored so they've got on this is on transfer marks so they've given him a, a record of seven scored two missed but Three, three, four of these are uh, no. Three of these are Premier League reserve game, reserve league games. Oh right. So and one of them's in the World Cup qualification. He scored, okay. scored for Scotland in 2012, 2013. How weird. So oh no, he missed. Sorry, in that one, and he scored a he scored a penalty in the Pram in the 11-12 okay. season for 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 Villar against uh, against Paddy Kenny. Mm. But as this is not updated to show. <clears throat> This is not a day to show his game today. Okay. I'm amazed it's as few as that. Seven seems very, very... Especially if that seems like they're counting penalty shootouts as well. Well... Intriguing. Oh, I, I just thought it was funny just because of such such, such weird bloody competitions to record any stats from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <sighs> <laughs> so, so we had the... Yeah, we had that bluster. We had that... We were riding high, should have been 2-0 up, missed the penalty, mm. missed the next sitter. And then we sort of had, felt like we were started coasting at that point and got fairly complacent. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you, do you think there was a vibe, and I'm, I'm curious about, I'm projecting you were there at the game. I, I think this game for me would have been, I think I've been astutely aware, just it's it's been a disappointing free league game for Sheffield Wednesday. It hasn't been fun to watch from my perspective. No. Hasn't been fun to watch remotely. The experience of watching a game through iFollow is much diminished from the actual experience of being there. Yeah. Did it? Did, did this feel? I, I felt like certain times this felt like this would have been a, a good game to be at. But I mean, did you feel that there was a kind of air of being a general feeling of dejection running through the crowd and running through the team as well? Like after the the penalty miss, I just think it's a natural swing of momentum and excitement and feeling. Yeah, because there's a huge like missed opportunity. A kind of uh, what might have been energy sort of takes over from the side that's missed the penalty and from the side that's avoided conceding from a penalty it's almost like scoring a goal so there's mm. they're up, they're void up um i don't think it was an immediate reaction it just felt like i think it was a hot it was a hot day today uh we're having uh a, fa- a fabled uh indian summer uh moment in the indian uk and some more <laughs> Um, so we we have we you know we've had three days in a row of of warm weather in September. That's what that means. And what uh, does just warm like, weather constitute again? Remind me again. What's 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 the temperature uh, uh, there? Um, I think it's probably like mid twenties deg- oh, uh, degrees centigrade. It's a bit it's a bit hot for a game of water. <laughs> well, it was it was sunny and I think it was it was kind of balmy. It wasn't a, not balmy. It was it was a, it was sunny and a, and a warm day and I think so I think there was probably a bit of that like the there's an adrenaline dump isn't there when you uh, when you missed as well um, which does sap your energy uh, that's a total phrase I would love just, to I would love to take a, I'd love to take an adre- adrenaline dump I'm, I miss oh, I'm, I miss that outtake from the crank series where he takes an adrenaline dump <laughs> you gotta flush it bro. <laughs> you have to do like parkour onto the button to flush. You the should. Toilet. Well, when this is all over, it you should come visit, and we'll do we'll do a keg stand, and then we'll take a big shit. There you go. <laughs> That's like a sort of Luke and Rich North American party. <laughs> but you <laughs> you have that surge, that flush of uh, of adrenaline, sure, and the, sure. the once that goes, you feel it's a bit like caffeine. You know, caffeine doesn't give you energy; it uses up reserves of energy you don't have. So once the caffeine fades, you're more tired than you would have been, and, and adrenaline works in a similar way. So you have that surge, that burst of adrenaline, all that excitement, and the kind of aftermath of that is is feeling sapped and and kind of a bit worn out. So I think the combination of the hot day, the great start, and then having all that energy and enthusiasm sort of dissipate in, in a, in a moment with the penalty miss, hmm. uh, you could, that, I think that just naturally has an effect. I know people talk about dominating games for 90 mm. minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It don't, that very rarely happens. Most games are a bit of back and forth and most players don't have the energy to go hell for leather for 90 minutes. You know, that's just not, the way people are built there's ebb and flow so but that but it just felt like we were kind of I, th- I think there was a it's all right as fans to look at the opposition and kind of go oh we've got these beat to an extent you can't do that as players that's and and that sort of felt like oh they can't touch us lads we can just ease off the gas we'll get them we'll get them next time you know the, that felt like the energy really from the team not next time as in when we play them in in shrewsbury 
uh, next time, as in the next, you know, next time we can muster up an attack, we'll be all right. But we weren't all right. I think that was interesting, like looking and thinking about um, kind of moving on. I mean, from the, the second half, I don't want to get too far ahead. We'll keep going no, no, back and fine. talk about the game play by play. But um, from the commentary team, uh, John Pearson said, you know, I, I kind of expected Shrewsbury were in. Sorry, I just got a text from uh, shout out to. Uh, uh, Calgary listener Paul, who said this team puts me in a bad mood. He's just texting me just now. I completely agree, Paul. Um, but in kind of jumping ahead to the second half, like John Pearson says that, um, you know, he kind of expected Shrewsbury to be struggling for energy in the second half, but yeah. he found that it was Wednesday. Yeah. But I, I imagine that you're probably more from an attitude, from an attitudinal attitudinal from an attitude perspective like more buoyed from coming back from behind and also having yeah. that kind of silent silent goal that you've mentioned from you know having the opposition miss a, miss a penalty so they're probably buoyed in that aspect i was really hoping going into the second half i was hoping like jumping ahead in the second half just that we would have had yeah. more energy coming out with this but that didn't really happen um for the rest of the first half um 28th minute, I thought uh, Billy Peacock-Farrell did an absolute amazing throw out to Hunt. Yes. Just just chucked it like half channeling, the pitch. Channeling is in a Schmeichel. Yeah. That was a, a majestic, majestic hurl out to Hunt. And then Hunt did really well from there, kind of put it in some changes. Mm. And that kind of cycled through to Gregory, and Gregory just had a kind of swiveled shot that was a bit tame. Yeah, yeah. For the goalkeeper. Um, Gregory the, had some chances today. It's got to be said. Gregory did have some chances. Um, the 30th minute. What do you think about... What did you think about that handball? Uh, not not much, to be honest. It didn't stand out for... What, what, what did you make of it? It didn't really stand out for me, I don't think. That's, that's they good. were pretty apoplectic about it on the commentary team. So that's why really? I wanted to kind of get your view on that. That was... Really? Okay. Was it Shadipo who was kind of felled in the, or like tackled? Yeah. But it was yeah. the brilliant line of Ebanks. Ebanks Lendl handled. Which uh, <laughs> is a nice, a nice tongue twister to think about. <laughs> so, But they seem very, very convinced. Okay. And then that was another thing. So um, also on the 43rd minutes, um, just while we're on that theme of kind of penalties as well, yeah. Rob and John went apeshit at Dunkley being manhandled from a corner. That did look, yeah, that looked very, very suspect. But I I, 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 want, uh, I think it's one of those that probably wouldn't have been a penalty because I don't think the ball was played yet. But I think he certainly could have got a yellow card because he did just judo throw him, didn't he? He just like he got him like by the lapels, like you know the judo style. He got him by the lapels and just flung him over. Mm. Uh, yeah, that should that that definitely should have resulted in. So uh, I we are going to have to be if we're going to win games consistently at this level, mm-hmm. we are going to have to be better. That we're going to have to be beat the referee along with. The refereeing is just, let's just accept, it is uniformly abysmal at this level. They are terrible. The linesmen... Mm. Well, there's something else to get into a bit later, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I've not had the benefit of seeing things replayed particularly in detail, but he 
he was getting things, he got things wrong outside of the big moments. So to trust him to have got things right when it mattered, I, I, you know, you've got to earn that trust and he didn't earn that trust. Mm -hmm. But again, we had this, this thing of like, people get yellow cards for almost nothing. And then people do pretty awful tackles and it just gets a talking to, or they can't remember who did it. There was definitely a moment where got who committed a foul someone took bannon out in the first half and he forgot i'm i swear he forgot who did it because by the time the ball came around he's like he just told bannon off for making a fuss and it should have been a yellow card it was a bad bad tackle but that's just what we're just gonna have to be better than that yeah no uh dunkley got a a very 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 paltry yellow yeah so soft yeah well, there was also the incident, um, forgive me, I, I couldn't sort of make out which player it was that was making the breakaway. I think it was Show, Show Depot. This is second half now, but made a breakaway from their set their set piece. Yes. Was charging yeah. up the field. And they had two players. So basically the first player had a go at him and he jumped over the tackle, but it was a horror tackle. Yeah. And then the second one was like, right, I'll do it properly then. Both of them should have got yellow cards. He went back and got the guy that got him. Uh, mm. who was uh, number 10, um, Vela, for them. He, he, so he, he did book him, but the other guy should have got booked as well. Like, just because you miss with your horror tackle doesn't make it not a horror tackle. <laughs> and it was only not, a, you know, that would have been a foul as well if, he, if he'd let him break his leg, but he jumped out the way because of self-preservation. Uh, but that's, you know, as I say, you see that happen and then Dunkley gets his yellow card for... Mm-hmm. For nothing, really. He barely touched the player. I mean, the player was already fallen over before Dunkley got to him. But just terrible refereeing decisions mm-hmm. is half of the course. We should probably talk about the equaliser as well. We should. I'd like to know. So, I mean, it was, aside from it being an absolute mess, um, I would like to know your, from a, from a, 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 a <laughs> a filmed perspective I'd be in well the funny thing for this was I was hoping to get more of your perspective because of the angle oh, okay. of the sun it wasn't uh, yeah. it wasn't a pristine pristine camera viewing that I will say um, the thing that I thought was good about it from a, a Shrewsbury perspective I thought that was a decent one to to play on the bow line decent one to that carved it was in a, well yeah b- brave bit of play from the winger decent one to Bailey Peacock Farrell got down. So this is my remembering. It was all kind of like a, a mush. But Bailey Peacock <laughs> Farrell got down to it. And it was just one of those where it sort of unfortunately sort of squeezed up between him and the... Maybe he should have had better hands. He probably should have had better hands on it. But it sort of squeezed up between him and the attacking player. It sort of squirted straight, straight up in the air over Peacock Farrell's shoulder. But I thought Peacock Farrell got two hands to it before it crossed the line. I think it should have probably not been given, but I don't know how the ref or the linesman would have seen that. I think it was poked out of his two. I think he had two hands on the ball and it was poked sort of underneath. I, I just couldn't with the, I think yeah. the, the lens, I think it's one of those things where the lens is trying to adjust to the light at that moment. Yeah. It's just, it's, oh yeah. It's not. It was one of those days. Yeah. Where there was half the pitch was in very bright sunlight and half the pitch was in shadow. Yeah. <laughs> so it seemed poor. I think they, they attribute it to Bowman, I think. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the sort of goal Gregory got. It, unfortunately, after last week, it was another not-so-good-looking moment for Bailey Peacock-Farrell. Um, mm. And his distribution was good today, but I, I think he had a couple of 
<clears throat> little wobbles uh, on on his goalkeeping side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a very frustrating goal to concede. <clears throat> it started to feel like you know you get that feel of something coming down the line. They didn't build up much momentum, but they'd started to build a little bit of a head of steam, and we just didn't react to their sort of growing confidence. We didn't respond to. We didn't match them for it. So their chances got better as the half wore on, and then this was not much of a chance they're a team that has not scored at all on the road until today so it's the sort of goal you score when you're in poor form (laughs) away from home we've we've been there ourselves many times you know you don't score a wonder goal you score a kind of spawny unreplicable goal that you you still come away thinking well how are we ever going to score it was one of one of those sort of moments but they had better chances that they made late uh, later on in the game uh, to be fair to them, so the, I don't remember us having much more to do in that first half. Um, I thought there was a good moment as well, where I think the ball came out to Palmer on the left. And he does lovely juggle over. His oh man. yeah, his knee. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And then fair to Shadipo, and then there's a few kind of like half bits I can't quite recall, but then Bannon I think placed it just wide from there. That was kind of close. Uh, Palmer had a decent effort from a free kick as he well. He did as well. It, from uh, one from the training ground. Liam Roman, Roman golf threat Palmer is is really catching on. It really is, and it was a real great swerving hit. That it was, yeah. Just I mean, it wasn't on target, the, but it, 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 you know, like, oh. have to. I think we just appreciate the velocity he gets his foot through it. Yeah, time. yeah. You know, mm. that was about oh, it for the nice. first half. Mm. I said at halftime. I said we need a lift at halftime. I need a lift. Disappointing. <laughs> need to make these games count, and we look dejected. It's so frustrating because we, I think, from Darren Moore's point of view, you feel like, okay, I got the reaction. We we've started so well, and the big what if of the whole game is if if we got the penalty. I think we'd probably go on to win three four nil, and we're all talking about that was a great response. Mm. But the penalty changes things. Um, they they gained a bit more confidence and particularly after the goal had a bit more confidence. There's also, so the second half starts, we didn't make any changes, neither team made a change at halftime. Um, they were happy with the draw, which is, it's a, it's a feature, it's a factor. We are, we're a scalp in this league and at least for the time being, we're considered uh a team with with promotion prospects. So from from Shrewsbury's point of view, they're coming and they're they're what they're at one one, and that would do very very nicely. Thank you very much. Which makes them a bit of a dangerous animal from our point of view. They're happy to sit in. They start time wasting. They've got the comfort of they've already got what they came for. So their attacking mm. was dangerous because they didn't need it to count for anything. You know, it's that kind of. Yeah. Like there's no stakes, so um, they're almost a wild card kind of attitude. It's just the nature, I think, of so much we've seen from Wednesday playing a lot of these similar teams of these standings, to be fair, yeah. is because they're sitting so deep and we're going for it, it creates so much space at the back for when they do counterattack. And there's so and many moments just... I just see these teams counterattacking, and I'm like, I would just love Wednesday to get a chance like this yeah. in this game but it's not going to happen because no the fabric of the game is that they've got nine ten men behind the ball and from our point of view we're removing more of the we're removing more of the defensive elements we're removing more of those connective tissues to try and you know force the game but this 
this, I for me, and uh, I'd be interested to hear your perspective, but I, I think it's a combination of factors this second half. So obviously that from we can't do anything about what they do. You know, they, they were comfortable. They were they were bedded in. They were doing their thing. Fair enough. Mm. <sighs> from our point of view, I think <laughs> I think we made we made some poor choices in terms of how we how we how we approached that second half and then we do get back into this bad subs territory i think Um, i think is is there a territory outside of bad subs for sheffield wednesday i don't know i mean berahino back coming because you know getting bedded into the team slowly uh, last last week, Darren Moore said he was put on the pitch earlier than we would have hoped for. So presumably, there's some element of getting him ramped up. Um, I I thought we were getting someone that's had a had a preseason in Belgium and was kind of ready to go. Doesn't feel that way. Hearing him talk about it, it didn't feel that way. Looking at him play last week, he's come on leaps and bounds in a week. Hopefully, we'll continue to see that. But he had to, he came off injured. Um, but it looked like they were already planning for him to come off because uh, Corbineau had been warming up for a little while before it happened anyway. So I'm hoping that's a pretty minor kind of tiredness type thing that he limped off with rather than being another injury to add to the list. So Corbineau, that's a like for like. I don't have any qualms really with that change, although I think this was probably Corbineau's worst performance in a Wednesday shirt. Um, He just didn't have much impact in the game and he didn't help Hunt at all. Hunt looked hugely exposed after uh, the change was made, which says a lot for the work that Berahino was doing. Um, But then the other two subs, I really just don't understand. And in particularly, in particular, sorry, in particularly, in the pick of Lily, um, (laughs) Shodipo coming off for Canberra, I just have no, I would like Darren Moore to write me an essay on how they came to that brilliant decision. Yeah. Because so, so for me, like so would be the obvious choice. He's like for like, he's, he's got a goal a couple of games ago. It's the same sort of threat. It's a left, it's a, a right footed player on the left wing who cuts in and is and presents a goal threat, like for like. Mm-hmm. And Shodipo had worn them down as well. That that side of the pitch for them Completely. was tired. Completely. So okay. You know that's the obvious. I'd, choice. I'd even, I'd even see see Johnson. Me too. That's the next choice. That's the second choice. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you get to bring in on Canberra, and it it was because horrible. It was because a it's the because me and you, Rich, we're football fans, and all we've <laughs> ever done is play football manager. We play pro league <laughs> soccer. We've gone to see lots of games. We played a little bit as kids, <laughs> so we do this. And then, but for some reason, there seems to be an inset in f- English football league management where you just think, I'm just going to bring on some big lads for the end of this. Like, I don't have any ideas. I'm just going to bring on some big lads. Maybe, 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 maybe big lad will do something. But that's it unfortunately, was... you know, we talked about it... some of the great, the great geniuses of the game. And I think oh, big lad. you've lamented, like lamented how, yeah. you know, seemingly the stock was high for David Wagner at Huddersfield. <laughs> and, or, or, was it, was it Klopp, or was it one of the connections? Well, both, yeah, yeah. Being like, yeah. I'm just going to bring on a big lad at the end. I'm out of ideas. Yeah, they might do something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but in a way, that would have made like if we'd shifted to play four four two and put Canberry up top with Gregory, that would have made a sense to me. Playing him on the wing 
It doesn't even fit the bill for Chuck a Big Lad art. Because he stood out there like it was a blooming religion for it. He, ba- he didn't come in, he didn't barely came off the touchline. It was, that was a terrifically bad mm. substitution. Um, it, Wing, was, Wing was ineffectual again. I, I don't know why it's always had an ear and it comes off, but again, I suppose it's maybe an injury thing. So should Ippo's come back from an injury, maybe needs to, I think probably all the players who came off had to come off. So, okay, that's fair enough. It's the replacements that start to get more and more questionable as you go along. So we usually do this. We get to usually, you know, check on, check, you know, usually check in on uh, Chiboy Don House and chatting to, mm. uh, chatting to big, big yeah. guys after the end of the game and uh, DM on the subs. And he said, Barry, he had a knock on his calf in training. We knew we were really risking him, so got him off. And then the same thing, Shadipo and Aaron have had injuries. Yeah. I want to keep on the pitch, we can't for games, we don't want to break down. They'll get us to the speed where they can complete 90 minutes. Yeah. But it doesn't explain. <laughs> what I want Dom to say is, what, 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 what was going on with Canberra? <laughs> mm. Apparently Bayer stiffened up in training on Thursday and Friday. Okay. So there you go. And more as mentioned, Patson and Brown are not selected today, but could come back into it for next week. Yeah, no Patson. Yeah, no Patson at all. Mm. Well, I feel sorry for Brown. I think Brown's been Brown's been great. I mean, that's an interesting thing. When you brought up Brown, I'm like, oh yeah, I've liked Brown when I've seen him. Yeah, I can't remember what what, what did Brown have much feedback in the much features in the previous games. He didn't play in the Plymouth game, did he either? You played in Morecambe, didn't you? It was all right. Played in Morecambe. Morecambe. Yeah. Yeah, we were pretty all right until he came off, really, against Morecambe. Mm. Yeah. So, is there any... I mean, I'm just trying to think of standout features from that the second half. I mean, obviously, we had a disallowed goal. Well, that is that is the big thing to talk about. Um, mm. 49th minute, Shadipo cut inside and cracked one over. That was a nice effort. That was really close. Mm. The keeper went for that full full ball, so you know that was close. Uh, 53rd <laughs> minute. Can I say is vaguely sexual, sexual in the end? Went full ball. <laughs> uh, 53rd minute, Jack Hunt did some great work to win a throw-in, and then he won a free kick on the right. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love that. And that's where they went from a break on that chance. And there was a really funny moment where, like, they they tried to play it across, and it, it Iorfa cleared it with the back of his head. Yes, <laughs> that, that was, was really good. good. And that was uh, Dunkley fouling and pick up a soft yellow. Sixty uh, yeah. first minute, we nearly went behind. That was yeah. some, some slack defending, I must say. Was that the was that the one where number three rattled it past the post? It was. It was a kind of an angled one on one with uh, Peter yeah. Farrell, and he struck it wide. Yeah, he hit it well, but he hit it wide, thankfully. Mm. And then 64th minute, I think the only thing we can really talk about here, apart from bad substitutions from the second half and those things we just mm. mentioned, Shadipo. I Shadipo. thought that this was onside. Uh, I thought I, he that was, my, that was onside my... from whoever the the furthest right defender, whether it was their right back or their right centre-back. 
for yeah. Shrewsbury. I thought he was keeping him on. I think it's close. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe they cautioned on flagging. It's really funny because um, going through this is like, you know, they've interviewed a little, a, a wee tidbit of Steve Cottrell. Steve Cottrell, yeah. first general comment. Second question, Cottrell on the dislab goal. I've seen it back. It was offside. Of course, he would say that. Okay. And then talks to Darren about the, the performance. And then the second thing is DM on the slide goal. Clear goal. It was onside. Decision was wrong. <laughs> and then he's even gone further on this, I think, even further in the commentary to say, we knew it was a goal. I saw when he made the run. You always know when you see the reaction of your team, it was a perfectly good goal. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I thought it was a, I mean, it was a great finish, let's be honest. Well, I also thought more than... I thought he was onside to start with, and I also thought his run to get to the ball was, like, sort of back... Like... I don't know. It's just one of those, like... You know, I I was sort of hoping after all the debacle of last season with the stupid lines in the Premier League, I was sort of hoping what we'd start to have is a bit of a discussion about the offside rule. Because I think when you brought it down mm. to that end degree, what the debate should have then been, okay, yeah, so the, what the offside rule is here to do is to prevent someone getting an advantage by breaking that line, right? Yeah. That's what the, that's what the aim of the rule is. So I, I, I was hoping we'd have a wider debate about so the scenarios in which you're gaining from that, because if Show Depot's run is curving back on itself anyway, he's gained nothing from that, from being, even if he was offside to begin with, all the defenders get a chance to get goal side of him before he takes a touch of the ball. So he's not gained an advantage at all. I know this is like, I'm expecting a bald linesman in the third tier of English football to make this <laughs> this revelation for himself. But it is kind of annoying to me because it's like one of those situations where it almost doesn't matter whether he was, whether his toe was offside or, or knee was offside because the flow of the play, it, it didn't favour him at all in those situations. And, and you're not, that's where your things that it's like we're, when we're looking at somebody's armpit being ahead of somebody's the tip of somebody's toe you're like oh, there is no advantage here this is the not gained by this is a beautiful evolution of the sport we love and us as human beings <laughs> yeah but um that's by the by he took it so i'm so good for i mean going for us it's what we des- i think we deserve to win today i think yeah. they, we did ride our luck I think we deserve to win. I think mm-hmm. we played well enough on balance. That would have been a great goal. I thought Shodipo took it brilliantly. Mm. I thought his finish was fantastic. He looked great today. The the leaps and bounds from last week yeah. Um, yeah. were incredible. Yeah. He's definitely, I think I can maybe see him here, but he's definitely been to the training ground. I don't know about any of the others, but he's definitely, him <laughs> and maybe Berahino. I've paid a visit. They've stayed in this car park like me <laughs> and uh, kicked a ball around over there in that field. Um. <laughs> oh. uh, 
it's frustrating. It's frustrating. We didn't really muster much. Uh, Gregory had a decent headed chance um, from a was it a Hunt cross or, or Corbin cross? Not sure, but I, that my that was my last note for the game. Ninety first minute. Yeah, Gregory heads just wide. Gregory heads just wide. Yeah, it. Oh. It was a it was a very sort of Jordan Rosey type header. <laughs> yeah, like it looks good. It looked um, technically, I'm sure it was all like done properly, but it's just like stick, just stick your nut on it and get it on target. He tries to go for the the looped kind of angle. Yeah, glancing. yeah. I'm gonna go to the top corner. How many <laughs> exactly. times have you done that in training, Lee? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a less re- it's a it's not as good as my penalty ratio. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Which we know now is very good. Well, it's pretty decent. Yeah. Well, it's better than it's better than I guess if we're including the history of Bannon's 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 penalties from being a child that transfer marks have an insight into <laughs> then, I, then I guess actually it's pretty good. What 29 to 7? So that's like 29 out of 36. It so it's basically it's, it's about it's about 80%, basically, so four and five. When he was a toddler, uh Playing against his dad, um, the only <laughs> one who's allowed to score. Well, we're, we're all you know, depending on how many penalties you're taking against as your dad from a from a <laughs> from a wee age, we're all we're all behind, I guess. You know, I always say you never win anything with kids, but if you're letting that kid run between your legs with the ball, that kid will win every time. <laughs> That's my nascent. Not very good. Alan Hansen impression for people Excellent. who are as old as you and I. Uh, um, Hunt made a decent tackle in the 82nd minute. I think that was about it. That was a really mm, good tackle. To deny did you love, did you like when Hutchinson did a full-blown murder but got away with it because it was offside? No, I, I forgot about that one. <laughs> he absolutely halved uh, Udo, but it, but it was <laughs> the whistle had been blown for offside, so it didn't count. Technically, mm. it was just a, a standard street-based assault, um, the, which is, legit, which is legitimized as it's on a football pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, th- that moment uh, immediately after the whistle is blown, but before play stops, uh, Hutch very much sees as the purge. You can just do whatever you like. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, finally, I'll just I'll just finish off and I'll just wrap up my my okay. stuff here with some pithy comments. Some pithy comments. I enjoyed the commentary where I I, I really enjoyed um, I really I really enjoyed Rob O'Neill uh, proclaiming that Shadipo's like a new signing. To which I replied, uh, "He is a new signing." <laughs> He's walks, like a new if it walks like a, a duck, and it quacks like a duck. <laughs> Maybe it's a fucking. Duck it's probably show depot. Probably show depot on the way. <laughs> um, Shrobri's. I want to say finally, Shrobri's away kit is a is a daring Dennis the Menace rebrand. <laughs> and, all, and also, uh, I got to say, it was a bit. There were some wee Dennis the Menaces. Mm, some hijinks. They were. 
little little buggers. I I did describe. I wasn't surprised that Vela got a um, a yellow card at one point because uh, early on in the game, I, I was describing him to my sister as uh, he attacks the ball as if it owes him money. Um, he he definitely sort of played the game with that, that sort of uh, energy, that joie de vivre. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so what? What? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a draw that feels like a loss. It's uh, it's tricky, mm. and we're disappointed with the officials. But then they did give us a penalty that, as you say, you've seen them given, but you've also seen them not given. So swings and roundabouts, maybe to an extent there. But um, what do we do? We have a star performer or standout performer with. Let's it's it's going to be Shadipo, hasn't it? Yeah, Shapoopy was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty. Um, <laughs> Larry David was at uh, the uh, US Open final. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. He thought it was all right. Uh, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, and then, is it going to be Bannon for the? Uh, well, the funny the thing score. is, I think for like a, a second decent, yeah, I, I guess so because of that. But I, I thought he was all right outside of that. I thought he was quite good. Going to be honest, he was rather good. And if the second goal had been allowed to stand, what a gorgeous assist from him! What a what a way to make amends. You know. Yeah. I was actually slagging him off at that moment. I was saying, he just slows it down when we're in these moments. He needs to <laughs> keep it up. And then he, then he just played this gorgeous pass through to, to show Depot. Uh, mm. It's a tough one. It's a... Because uh, last but week... But, very I just see this, but I just see this being the bread and butter of our experience now. I mean, it's, I know. it's difficult because there's only so many... We're only what? How many games are we into this this league season now? Do you want my contrary hot take, semi hot take? I'd love your contrary uh, hot take, Rich. I worry that mm. we've got a good, a decent to good championship team, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, they play in League One. And I feel like that the sort of quick and dirty side of League One football, we feel like we're above it, but it it's uh, it's what defeats us and results. knocks us on our butts more often than not. Yeah, results tell otherwise. Score lines tell otherwise. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my worry. I think we're a bit sort of nice and clean and playing nice football. Uh, do you know, sorry, just speaking about worries, I heard, I caught a, gl- a little bit of Darren Moore talking before the game, and I don't know who was interviewing him from Radio Sheffield, but they said, oh, so you're a real believer in playing out from the back. Why do you, why do you think that's such a good thing to do? And I was hoping he'd get round to what we're doing is holding on to the ball to create to create spaces and then we, we we you know we graduate up the pitch that way it gets us through our phases he just sort of said how he likes it and how he thinks it's the right thing to do 
And I was a bit worried about that because it's like, there's got to be a plan beyond. There's no reason to do things just because it's nice and it's the right thing to do. It's got to be, I'm sure he knows, you know, he's he's, he's steeped in the game, but it was just a bit disappointing to not get like, even if it was just an explanation for the more meat-headed, get rid of, get rid of it folks to hear why this happens. There is a thought behind it. It's not just brainless. But it was a bit. It was a bit disappointing to hear him just kind of go. I think I like. I really like us doing it, and I think it's good to do. I think it's the way we should be. You should play. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know if that kind of leads into like some mentality of thinking. You know, we're going to come up against like some very. We're going to come up against some very pragmatic lower league managers who are accomplished in forging a, you know, a probably should be more respected journeyman career in playing people such as Steve Cottrell. Well, that's I think today we played a league a league one team. Uh, Well, I know we played a league one team, but it was like they got two big lads. They put the biggest lad on the fullback, and then they hit the ball, hit him with the ball, so that they win every. You know, they win most of the balls going forward. If you get past them, they kick you. You know, like this is just, this is the the type of football that is peddled in this league by and large. And we've got to earn the right. If we're better, I don't. We need to show that, either by being so much better that we can avoid you know, the mud and the blood all together, or we win the mud and the blood and then show we're better afterwards. But we can't, we're not going to just sail above it. Mm, we've got to learn quick. We've got to be there, you know, it's all right to saying we'll learn from this, we'll not do this again, but it's got to happen fast. Because <laughs> this, yeah. this is, this is, a good start has quickly turned into a pretty middling start and mm. uh, could start, could also start to look like a slump very quickly. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. Mm. Anyway, bought tickets to Wigan, so it's all good. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> I, I watched that for 90 minutes and thought, yes, I'll have another portion of that, please. That's usually how it works as a Wednesday fan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Any other closing thoughts, Luke? No, I think me exhaling <laughs> that, and blowing blowing out my lip is probably that exhaling. Probably, yeah, we haven't, we haven't we haven't sighed a lot for a while, have we, Rich? We haven't. No. Mm. We'll just make up with this. We'll, we'll do it on the Patreon. There'll be a special episode which is just sighing. Ah. <sighs> Ooh. For just two fifty a month, you can get an extra an episode of pure sighing <laughs> with the sighs left in. You can get it'll be an episode of the 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 errs and erms that we cut out, and we do cut some of them out, which might be unbelievable to people. Uh, the errs and erms and the sighs. Brilliant. <laughs> Cool. I'll look forward to uh, spending more of my free time to uh, edit that together. <laughs> yeah, but think of that sweet, sweet moolah when two people are paying £2.50 <laughs> a go. 
That's enough to buy you a bag of sweets every other month. You can almost eventually dream of one day outsourcing it to someone. <laughs> either. Maybe we need an intern that we just make do all the work and don't pay them. <laughs> sure, we'll see that. And we feel morally, we feel bad about it morally, but then just on a practical lifestyle level, it does help. So it's okay. They, have they rescheduled the Wednesday Sunderland game? Not that I've heard yet. Mm. It's got to be chucked in somewhere, though, hasn't it? Got to play that at some point, right? Because mm. that's we've got a game in hand. That's when you look at the league tape. We've got a game in hand at some point, but it's going to be a tough game. Mm. Maybe they'll play nice football like us and we can skip away holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe so. Oh, dear. Well, there we go. Mm. When's um, the next game for Wednesday? We're away at Ipswich. Is that right? That's right. Ipswich, which will be a real tough uh, challenge. Ooh, well, we're not sure. We're not sure. I guess what uh, what Ipswich are doing, and then and then uh, midweek we're then away at Wigan, which you'll be there for. Yeah, it's Sheffield Wednesday taking to a football pitch at the moment. It's a real tough challenge, regardless. <laughs> oh, good. We're we're um, Papa John's trophies back at the beginning of October as well. Oh, another slice of the action. Oh, good shit. Good shit. That's that's the that's the real joy of this season. Hmm. <laughs> that's what we'll look back on this season and say that was all right, wasn't it? Oh, remember the Papa John's trophy. Remember whipping the kids. Mm. Whipping the kids. <laughs> Top stuff. Oh well, on that uh, note, I'm going to say cheerio. Uh, enjoy the rest of your birthday weekend, Luke. Thank you, and then hopefully, uh, <clears throat> hopefully next week will be that uh, present from Sheffield Wednesday that I've been mm. missing. Fucking three points. You know, as a final thing to say was that you know, and the often, you know, a lot of people uh, sum up games like this as a draw and said the points were shared. I'm like, the points mm. weren't shared. There is one missing point that is not shared. Oh, how about a new a new thing where we draw, but then we basically say that Wednesday get the extra point? How about that? Because <laughs> we should have technically. It feels like we should have won. So yeah, if you win on points in the boxing sense, you uh, you get an extra point. Okay, so I'm um, what I'm going to do, for listeners, is go off and write that treatise to the FA, and uh, <laughs> I'll uh, check in with you all this time next week. Sounds good. Look after yourself, Luke, and uh, same to the folks at home. I'm going to try pressing my horn to see if this comes through on the uh, on the podcast at all and frighten anybody that's nearby. Did you get any of that? <laughs> <laughs> two twos, everybody. <laughs> two two. Oh, 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 oh,